0: What's up social nations your boy jeff and first and foremost we want to give all praises to the most Yahweh howard and His only forgotten son your house childhood the world called jesus christ and this is social conversations this is episode 26 and man we get up there in our episodes we want to appreciate all the people who tune in uh to the episode appreciate all the support appreciate you subscribing to the podcast thank you for up uh, buying some merch make sure you go on teespring uh get you some official social conversation merch also, I um, want to send a special shout-out to our sponsors, uh, Clicky Vodka. Shout-out to the whole team over there. Shout-out to our other sponsor, which is Holistic Remedies. Um, make sure um, to go check out their website. They got some pretty cool things, body butters and all, and all that good stuff. Uh, make sure to use that promo code HRMESAW so you get 10% off. That's right, 10% off at checkout. And today, uh, we have a a great show, got some great topics, and I got my uh, gracious co-host with me, say what up to the nation.
1: Hey, what it is, good people. It is your man, Matt, checking in. Hope everybody's enjoying the warmer weather, and now outside is opening up a little bit. You can finesse a little easier. (laughs) Just stay safe in the process.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, Shout out to Dad. Uh, Shout out to me, for these Uh, couldn't make it today. Uh, we're getting closer to our one year uh fourth year anniversary which is next month in july so uh, i got some special things planned so make sure um you guys um stay tuned for that also um if you haven't if you haven't subscribed to our youtube channel uh make sure you go subscribe to our youtube channel um we're gonna be relaunching um our youtube channel um starting of a uh, um season four so make sure you go also subscribe and also pass on a good word share like turn on notification bells to make sure you get an alert for when we drop new episodes so uh mac daddy's been a lot going on man i just played uh um the goat michael jackson man it's been 12 years since he's been gone man i can't believe it. but it seems like yesterday i can't believe it's been 12 years man what what is the um the memories uh that's what is the memory that stand out more of to mj to you and um do you have like a favorite uh song from mj
1: man mem- memories of michael jack's man that goes back i'm i'm a 70s baby so <laughs> we we talking back that, that afro sheen commercials and and soul truh <laughs> <laughs> you know but honestly for me probably um the two memories uh that stand out the most I remember being a kid with that Jackson Five Christmas album, mm. which I still have somewhere. By the way, I remember that and um, his release of Off the Wall,
0: which those, is an underrated those, album.
1: By the way, yeah, the, yeah, those would I would say would be my two standout memories. Um, you, you know, the the Christmas album represents a lot of my childhood at that time, and and Off the Wall was going through. I guess you can say, like a coming of age period in life. Right. A lot was going on in the family, you know, house fire, and you right. know it was essentially with, without a roof over our head. Thankful for our family that did put us up after that that house fire. But right. that that album dropped around that same time frame. <clears throat> so there's a lot lot of good memories associated with that. We're talking cookouts, going to the roller rink. Block parties or all of
0: that, right? Right, you know, def- definitely, definitely. The roller rings, wow, that's something they need to bring back.
1: Yo, yo, up, up here, I, I know they got it popping down in the Detroit in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm missing them. Well, Jersey, uh, Branchbrook Park in Newark still has a functioning one. Oh, yeah? I haven't been to it in a see. minute, though. Yeah, I know
0: they they closed the one, uh, the skate key here in the Bronx uh, a couple of mm-hmm. years ago. They have rung it back, um. For a short period of time, but um I, I guess it wasn't the relaunch wasn't as successful. Yeah, but they, they doing um doing something
1: in Central Park during the summer though, right? Oh, yeah. Like every every Saturday,
0: I think. I'm not sure. I I no, I never I really don't really go to Central Park like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But um for me, MJ, um he, he is one of my favorite artists of all time. He's in my top five in all categories. Um MJ with me is, like, I remember, one memory for from, from me, I remember he did that HBO concert. At, 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 mm-hmm. I think it was the time he dropped, I remember the time, the Dangerous album.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was doing a, war, a world tour that came on HBO. And, you know, when it comes to Michael Jackson, you're so used to seeing uh, women uh, faint. <laughs> 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 but you never seen men faint. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had... All these men fainting over him. I had never seen that in my life during that time. Like yeah, yeah. you got grown ass men fainting over you. That that just taking it to a whole nother level, you know. So that's one thing that stood out for me. You <laughs> never seen that shit. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So that just set out for me. No, another memory. Um, I think the last great memory I had of Mike performing is when he did the uh, reunion with his brothers at his thirtieth uh, anniversary uh, concert. Man, mm. I, mean, I still I still watch that uh, that that clip still so today on YouTube. Man. I mean the 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 way and it, and just to hear the backstory on it, you know they were saying Mike was a little. Mike was a little drugged up, and you know the press assistant had to like pull them together, and they didn't really rehearse that performance. They just went out there, and then from experience, they just you know did their thing, and, and for it to come out like that, to be one of the greatest Jackson performance of of all time, or, or all the brothers on the same stage, man, that was just without yeah, even yeah. practicing like that. That was just that was just amazing, man. And I yeah, still watch that clip today even.
1: Yeah, that was uh flashbacks from Papa Joe's uh, boot camp.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Go, go 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 get that switch. <laughs> go get that switch. Go get my belt. Oh, bro, bro. That, that was very that was very pop. Yeah, and my yeah. favorite is um MJ song. I I like Girlfriend off the um, off the wall album that's one of mm-hmm. my favorite songs um remember the time yeah true and i like true. i like pyt mm-hmm. and and close all the of course all the classics like why i just play rock with you or stuff like that
1: yeah, the, yeah it's a, he has a lot of hits
0: yeah you Focus can't just take all one, yeah.
1: that uh and dirty diana yeah yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, it's even uh, um
0: him and Paul McCarthy when they did the "Girl Is Mine." Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: yeah. You know. and say say say.
0: I think. Yeah. Yeah. Say 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 was on Paul McCartney album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Mike got it, man. Even even yeah. like um before he died, man, he, he came out with the um uh, "Rock My World" and, and you know "Butterflies." I mean, he mm-hmm. like his his um collage is 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 outstanding man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. brother, de- definitely had um uh, had an extensive catalog, be it as a solo artist or as a group with with the family.
0: Right, that's not even definitely. with the brothers. I mean, that's his yeah. solo career. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite Jackson 5 songs is um uh maybe tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. And um the, my other favorite is it was on the B side but is uh um, Jermaine is actually leading that song it's called um I think I found that girl that's that's a, another one of my favorite songs from the Jackson's
1: yeah yeah too you know too bad we never got to see um uh, Michael and Prince get together it was rumored that it it was in something in the works but it fell through yeah. due to due to management right you know, for whatever reason but to have those two musical talents together on either performing together or on production, that that would have been something to see.
0: Absolutely, Definitely would have been yeah. been an experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I still watched, I still watched the, um, the James Brown clip when James Brown called Mike and uh, Prince on the stage. Mm-hmm. So Mike yeah. came up first, Mike did his thing, and then um, Prince came up, to, took took the the guitar, and then you know did his thing, and then started acting crazy. He <laughs> almost fell off the damn stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's a that's a great memory. Um, so Mac, um, there's there's been a lot of um, talk on the social media world all about this clip I'm about to play with this woman. Uh, I don't know her name, but um, uh, if you type in. On YouTube, or on Google search, or whatever, my ex still pays my bills. There's a clip that will oh, come up. It's it fits him in the clip, and yes. um, it, it just this woman. Let's, let's,
1: <laughs> and let's give some give some props to the crew of uh, eight at the table. Yes, eight at the
0: table. Yes, <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this clip for the audience. I'm not gonna play the whole 15 minutes. But I'm gonna play like a short clip of her explaining herself about you know her ex still paying her bills. All right, here we go. i up here with
2: Big
3: Cat. I have a question. What if, like, ex- I didn't say, like, the whole story from the beginning, but, like, I was dating this person for, like, four or five years, mm-hmm. and in the first
0: two years, I supported myself, but also helped them build their business. And this, like, I dedicated all my space and time and everything to their personal business. And um, I ended up getting them like a fifty thousand dollar loan. I ended up doing like a whole bunch of things that set them up to be in the space where they were able to make thirty five hundred, let's say, a night on their space or whatever. So then. That's the, at the second year, I was probably like 23, 24 years old when I did that. So then when the person got me the car and the apartment and everything, I was like 27, but our relationship was already like, eh, dying off. We were like friends, but you know what I mean? Until this day, he pays for it. So does it make it different that I helped him become more established or get into a space where, those bills are able to be paid off it is because different. I helped him get there even when, though we're no longer when you together say it that way when you say it that way it is different because now he feels entitled there's entitlement now he feels entitled that he owes you just like you said if you if you were in this relationship and you owe him so much when you got your first big check you're gonna give him some money because you're like thank you yeah great. that's man. what he's doing for you right. he's saying mm-hmm. help thank you for helping set me up without this I wouldn't have this and for that I don't care that you're dating somebody else. I just want to make sure
3: you're straight. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you're okay. That is a different narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. narrative. yeah, yeah, so that's
0: like the full story from that like, man, the beginning. He, he's not hurt. He's not, well, hurt. He's he's not, not hurt. hurt.
2: He's
0: not hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Mac, this, mm-hmm. this woman, um, she still feels entitled just because her relationship with this high-earning man um, actually, uh, died off. That she still feels entitled. That he should still pay her bills, even after the um, the, the whatever relationship they had is over, and she's bringing up all these these points about you no know, helping him with his business and stuff like that. But you know, it, it's a, it's a part. Well, I just want to get your opinion on that first.
1: Well, one, she honestly as far as her helping him
2: Mm.
1: for whatever her reasons were to doing that she's not doing anything unique because i i have ex exes in my life who i've helped them be it if it was to learn a skill or navigate some documentation whatever the case may be i've helped them and i do so with an open heart i don't expect anything you you know Mm. so if she it sounds like she provided whatever level of assistance expecting to be compensated to some degree. Or maybe that's how she viewed the relationship in general, like her presence in the relationship. She deserves to have some type of compensation, like it was a, a monetary contract. Right. Now say he moved on to whatever level his success is now from that point in time, she might not have been as instrumental today in the current frame. As she was back then, when they, when he was trying to come up, and who knows what her, she didn't mention about what her status was at the time. Were were they even? Was she a little bit lower, or was she the one making the higher income? She didn't allude
0: to that in that clip. Yeah, he was making uh, um, he was the higher yeah ex- income guy. Exa- yeah. Exactly.
1: So, my my thing is, it's like she has this sense of entitlement. Like she's trying to normalize that behavior
2: to right. the public
1: now that right. she's putting her, her business out there. Like she she wants the public to emphasize and and normalize her behavior. Technically, if the relationship fell through, he's not entitled or he shouldn't even feel obligated to continue whatever her living expenses would be. I believe it's a it's a loft and a Mercedes Benz. Right. So if she wants to brag about he helped her get, I mean, she helped him acquire this, let's say a $50,000 grant uh-huh. to, to help fund his business. She, she say that's the seed money she helped. And probably all that was, was navigating some paperwork. She didn't reach in her pocket for any of that.
0: No, she didn't. She, she actually admitted that mm-hmm. everything was in his um, name.
1: Yeah, on the Kevin
0: yeah. Simm show. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah so, The loft was his name, and the, and the car was his name. was
1: on Yes, so so here it is. He's afforded her, or gifted to her, this this lifestyle. Say say, uh, when they were together, it was because this is my woman. Let me look her out. Now they're apart. He could he could just be like, you know what? She helped help me with the business. This is just a, a bit of gratitude, for a limited amount of time. You know, he's not mm-hmm. obligated to continue that because financially that $50,000 has been, been way more than paid off. Right. Cause what that, that loft department, she was talking about the rent was what, like almost three grand or the, or the lease was all close to three grand between three and four grand a month for this loft. Not yeah. to mention what the car note on the banks like could be.
0: Yeah. I, I think her, her car note was like close to like $1,400.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so all so that fit so that little fifty grand, that, that business grant, whatever she's talking about, that's been negated by now. Right. All of that, all of that compensation, that that's been negated. I don't know I don't know what her head game is like <laughs> or anything else. But I mean, I don't I don't know if she she got that, that crown royal going on <laughs> down there. But if it's like that, you she needs to bottle it up and sell it in Dubai. If that's the case, right? But obviously not. You're coming from the BX, exactly.
0: so exactly. So right.
1: I'm, uh, and I'm not hating on her hustle, because I'm like, if she can find a guy that's going to accept that, then that's between the two of them.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. She she also yeah. mentioned she got other side hustles. You know, she she's all fans and stuff like that. Was about to come to the end by, oh, by the end of yeah, next year. That's,
1: yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> the Godfather's
0: <laughs> right on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, she she's not paying any bills. Um, she she's not helping him pay for anything. She's just having this relationship with this this high earning man, and then when the relationship is over, um, basically she don't want to give up the lifestyle that she was actually living during the relationship with this high earning man, but at the same time. You have a you have a it's, another man, exactly. which is ridiculous. Like you're not this it's, man's wife. Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. And the
0: thing about it, and the boyfriend's okay with that. It, I couldn't. fucking that that,
1: that 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 couldn't be me. Maybe he he's getting some benefit out of that himself. Oh, of course. He's he's basically acting like a leech. Oh yes. But I are leeches. Yeah, but I wouldn't feel right about that. Yeah, she said
0: yeah. her her man is cool with it. And the reason why he says he's cool with it, okay, deal with him, but at the same time, we we stack up our bread. Like, what, what kind of real man is that? I wouldn't want my woman messing with some high-earning man or any other man. Period. Yeah. Then uh, at the same time, at the same breath, say, "Oh yeah, go do what you want to do with him," meaning having sex and all that shit mm-hmm. to get your benefit to make sure you yeah. keep this house and this and this loft. Exactly. exactly. Like I won't be able to sleep at night. If that shit was going on,
1: because at that at that point,
0: that I don't, I'm
1: just saying this is just my opinion and and my thing on opinions. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Oh so, no, yeah. So right this is that. just my opinion. Mm-hmm. For who knows how how emotionally invested he is with this with this woman. Right. But that's on some pimp shit. Oh yeah. You you know it's like yeah, no problem. Let them let them keep paying the card. note. Let them keep paying on the loft. I'm gonna roll up in here, dig up in your guts when I feel like it, oh. and when you need to spend that quality time with them, you you go and do that just to make just to make sure we stay comfortable. Right.
0: You you know
1: that that you know and talk about wow, so we can stack our bread right it's just come, come on man. yeah it is bad on both sides of it even yeah. even
0: for the higher earning man itself like yeah. you know you, you 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 don't have the relationship with this woman has dumbed down maybe because he find another woman to actually deal with but you know when she was on Kevin Samuels show like she was saying that oh that he did X. Uh, for her to leave, mm-hmm. but she she feels that thirty days is not enough to leave. Jeez. She thinks three months. <laughs> no, no, it's uh-uh. the proper time. She actually expected to hire the hired man to pay for her bills three months after they broke mm-hmm. up. No, for her Damn. to find um a- another place or apartment, but you have a man, so don't the the question is during this time that you' with this high earning man y'all stacking up bread right so once the high earning man cut this off like oh you got to move out whatever this is this is mine you can't keep anything the car's mine the loft is mine but you, you but you have 30 days to get out right so all this bread you've been stacking up all the time you've been with this high earning man why you can't use that money to get an apartment in a bronx ex- 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 ex-
1: ex- <laughs> exactly exactly and, and and the thing about it it, she's working with two incomes, her own and this new dude she's dealing with. Exactly. You you know. Right. And and my thing, let's say, Mr. High Earner, or, you you know, uh-huh. let let's call him the sponsor. Let's say he's doing all of this from from a good from a, good positive place, you know. So, we we won't put him under that label of quote unquote simp. We, we won't put him under that. Right. But not for nothing. If everything is in my man's name and he's like, yo, I'm giving you 30 days, which it sounds like he may be abiding by, you know, New York state tenant law, perhaps. Yo, get, get, your, get your act together within them 30 days and, and get the moving. But then why should it have to be him asking? No, it should have been having a freaking county or state constable showing up with a freaking eviction notice, and there's no questions asked. You'd be like, look, this is what it is, 30 days. Don't worry about the car. It got GPS. The bank will repo that no matter where you're at. Exactly. <laughs> we, we good. Exactly. You, she. It's like she's been living that life, and she's comfortable, no problem. But for her to expect this man to continue it, like she wants to have her, her cake and, and eat it too. Yeah, and it's she's selfish. trying to normalize that behavior. Yeah, it's selfish. And, and like, and like, she, I, yeah, go ahead. No, nah, no, nah, I was just going to say, and I've met women. I, I presented that scenario to them and it's like, nah, she, she, she wants to be that, that modern woman. Right. Then those things being removed from her shouldn't, shouldn't be a, shouldn't phase her. She should be able to stand on her own. So obviously she's, she's not able to do that fully, you know, it's like a leech and that that's as bad as the, I don't know if you've seen the other clip this week about the brother that got finessed out of a $600 dinner date.
0: No, I didn't see that one. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Shorty took a shorty to that, that restaurant, Mr. Salt Bay, whatever. Yeah, which I, I'd be damn! I'm letting some guy roll salt off his his hairy elbow, <laughs> and then slicing some meat to feed the woman I'm with. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, or yeah you you gotta need gotta to have security nearby. <laughs> that that's not happening. Right. right. But brothers spent six hundred dollars on the date. They leave the leave the spot, expecting to continue tonight, get some drinks, what have you. She pro- she already on the side. While he's settling up on the bill She already called her Uber So she can dine and dash And then gonna try to mind fuck the dude Talking to him like Oh did you have a good time Nah chick you knew what this is You knew what it was Right You you know if you wanna dine and dash Y'all took your ass to White Castle <laughs> <laughs> You know You can skip out on that
0: Take to a Chinese know? buffet or something yeah. Go to Corral or you eat
1: you know and and part of me I'm thinking like maybe it's because of all the years of of guys getting over on women you you know and this could be some type of karmic payback uh, I get that but now it's getting to the point where they're they're trying to it's almost predatory in a way you, you know and, and and it's like if a guy calls a female out on it all of a sudden, they want to challenge his manhood. Like, oh, if you was a real man, you'll just let me get over on you. If you was a real man, you wouldn't complain. You'll just you'll just be a simp and, and just roll with it and do what I say. You know, and then, oh, don't walk away from them when, when they want to argue. Because then it's like, oh, you're not a real man. You must be quote-unquote gay because you're walking away from the conflict. And that itself it is... A hypocrisy to me because it's like you want to challenge a a straight heterosexual man on his manhood because he would rather take the path of peace and not engage in the art senseless argument and would rather walk away from it and approach it when everybody has a clear head by calling them gay. But then saying something negative like that, that same woman could turn around and defend a gay male friend tooth and nail.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, you you know. So I'm thinking like, all right, if you're such a good friend to that gay gay man, why are you trying to weaponize homosexuality against your heterosexual date or boyfriend just because he's not behaving in the manner you want him to? You can't emotionally manipulate him to control the narrative of the situation when the man
0: takes a more mature stance. Yeah. You know? And, and and so it's very important to actually mention, you know, where 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 is the um the the L the L I can't sorry, I can't see all the damn letters, like but what is the pride community mm. doing about situations like that? As soon as a heterosexual man is questioning how a modern woman thinks, and then the the, the modern woman want to attack the man sexuality, talking about he's gay, he's not a real man. When does it come to the point? when the pride community starts stepping in and saying to the modern woman that, hey, this is wrong because you're using you our name in vain.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, anybody yeah. from the pride community, the, the Rainbow Coalition and all that, has not come to heterosexual men um, defense when women the all the feminist um, women say that, About one attacking man's sexuality just because she's questioning and not taking any shit from the modern day woman. You don't don't see nothing. You hear crickets. Mm -hmm. So where you at, all all, all um, Pride um, listeners? You know where you at? I mean, maybe,
1: maybe in fairness, they could think that's not their fight, even though they're kind of being being used as a tool of division um, should a woman take that approach. And I, and I've been there. I walked away from situations where said female wants to challenge my manhood, trying to call me gay because I choose to walk away from the conflict because it doesn't make sense for me to stay there and engage in it. Right. You know, then just because I'm like, you know what, sis, let's come back on another day when it's all cool. Oh, you must be gay. I was like, because I refuse to argue and I would rather think rationally All before right. we let this go any further
0: and not go into jail.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when, when, when those little, little push buttons refuse to work and it's like, Oh, I got nothing else to use on them. I know what, if I can't talk about his mother, let mm. me talk about his manhood. Let me challenge his manhood. Yep. You know, it's either you gay. Oh, your dick ain't shit. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever sis, put your business out there. I'm the one walking away. Right. You know, everybody else that's watching this argument, they're going to be looking at you for the thought you want to be.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, I just, just leave it at the end of the
0: At the end of the day, that woman chose to lay down with that man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so what, what that tells a lot about your personality and about your character. Yeah, because yeah. you upset, and now you want to challenge the man that you actually lay with a couple of times about his manhood. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but lately, this it's been like this whole vibe, this battle of the sexist vibe that's been going on. It's wearing me out. I'm I'm like getting tired of it. On on one hand, we got like from a lot lot of the fellas out there. There's there's like loads of misogyny going on. But then with our ladies, we have this thing of wanting to adapt uh, hypergamy, you, you know, where they feel like, oh, I, I, I'm only dating up in life and, and everything. But then well, some of those same women will turn around and say they can't find a good man, somebody right. that they can actually sit, hold an interesting conversation with and relate to. Right.
0: You, you it's know. all about what you bring to the table like you you want to date up but it's all about if you if you going to date up your your shit got mm-hmm. to be together you have to bring something to the table yeah I'm talking about you you want a, a man that's making let's say you want a man that's making over 60,000 a year and and you working you making 30 to 40 a year what are you bringing to the table yeah.
1: and and I think between the two sexes women when when they're faced with that they instantly think financial mm-hmm. with, with men. We, we don't usually date women or we don't even look at a woman. We find attractive and start pocket watching them. Right. You know, we may look at the physical, look at their beauty, their figure, or if we do interact, we may think about their voice, how they smell, how we feel when we're in their presence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not all about,
0: hmm,
1: oh, Not about I money. wonder, uh, yeah, like look at them Be like, huh? I wonder. She she got that walk like she can pay half my rent. Yes. <laughs> you know, look at look at how she that sway in her hips. That, that sway in her hips. That that looked like a down deposit for the condo I was thinking about.
0: Uh, exactly.
1: Men, we that's not how our mind functions. Yeah. But no. a lot of women do. Not all, but but enough of but enough most women. Of them, it's majority yeah.
0: They them. they have that mindset. Because the first thing a woman asks you on a date, what she do for a living? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how. That's how you know she. She. She's pocket checking you,
1: and and I and I never like that. that I, yeah, I hate that. That should that, not be
0: the first or second question to come out your mouth mm, on a date. That, for me, that's big turn off.
1: Yes, it um, is. That that question and the other question that, let's like on a first date, that that kind of give gives me a funny vibe is instantly, how many children do you have. Not like, would you like to have children in the future, but how many do you have? Right. Like, it's a given. Right. And then it's like, they get surprised if you give them a low number. Like, huh, that's all? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: this, this ain't no damn breeding farm. I'm exactly. Like, you should, you you know. say back in the day, you had my grandfather having like 13 children. Yeah. <laughs> being a Rolling Stone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah
0: like, nah, man but
1: it's it's a disconnect hopefully between both both genders we get over this hump come back to some type of peaceful compromise where we're not at each other's throat be it in person or on, on social media as much but it is starting to get played out man it's, it is and it, al- and it almost looks hopeless and why is it in in our community is like such damn friction like this
0: yeah you you know because you know and, and and it's the the generation during i would say during my parent generation like during the, the late sixties seventies it it, it kind of starts on them because you have these um these ideas that you know I have heard plenty of aunties plenty of older cousins say oh you don't need no man to take care of you Go to school, yeah. go to college, um, get you get your degree, and and work, like you don't need a man to take care of you. And I and I think that saying that and that actually latching on to all the years, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a non-ending cycle, and that that cycle that actually been told to these women throughout the years it's not working and and i think nowadays that modern women are starting to recognize that like you can't have modern woman ideas but one on a traditional man
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I, and i think that's the disconnect with the gen x generation is telling you no know, they the, the women coming up are being told that you don't need no man and that's the issue Cause at the end of the day, that's what you do. Come on, I have baby mama, you have baby mama. The first, the first thing the mother will tell, you know, our baby mama say, hey, you don't need him to take care of the kids. But the first thing you do, you go down to the courthouse mm-hmm. and actually file for child support. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's what you, that's what you, uh, you know, it's, it's actually a contradiction, because, you know, you do need the man. You need, oh, you just need the, the man financial, a uh, part of it. But you also have an issue When the man don't want to be a part of the kid's life Which is also A part Also is a fault of a man But, but most of the part When you have a woman That's you know, Telling Or acting out in a certain way Saying that I don't need no damn man But get mad when the father's not in the child's life To teach him how to be a man When you're having a son Mm-hmm. or are you having a daughter that daughter needs to see her father cause that's her first love and all the characteristics that she loved from her father she gonna look at at a uh, boyfriend you know coming up she's gonna look for no qualities that this is what i'm looking i want a man to be just like my father this is the qualities my father had so when i, when I get when i when i have a boyfriend i get married I want this man to have the same qualities as my father because thats I look up to my father but, and and I, and I think that in our community that's the the, the mis- uh disconnect like he's telling these lies like this it's not working. it's not working for us and we have to we, we have to do better. I hate to say in that words, but we we had to come to our senses and realize that we need to come together, we need to have conversations like this. And we need to come to a common solution. Whether we going back to the traditional days, because the modern day, the modern days the mindset is not working. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, Doctor um, Shaherazad
1: Ali, she put it out there, shout in, out to in, her, yeah, in both both her books years ago, and 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 it still holds true to this day. Exactly. And and now I'm even starting to see women of different age groups come up saying the the modern feminist movement has failed. Oh yeah. The the female populace.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. You, you, 100%. You know,
1: it it didn't turn out to be the way they they were preaching it to be. Yeah. It was almost as if it was meant to be socially um, causing division.
0: Oh yeah, it is. You know? That's exactly what it is. And and also you know, it, it it causing a lot of women to die alone. Yeah, and we and we still don't understand the the, the, the true the true nature of marriage. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not it's not about yes, it's about love, but it's not all about love. You know, if you ask Big Mama and, and, and Grandpa was a Rolling Stone, whatever she dealt with, whatever Big Papa was doing, but she she actually stayed with him. You know, because she understand that, you know, it's, it's um, very important, not only just to keep the family together, but that's th- that when you took them vows, you know, for for sickness, for health and all that. You, you took vows. So you, you had to honor up to that. Mm-hmm. And what, what Saja Ali said, um, every every man that's recorded in history had multiple wives. was was very interesting when I was an interview. I think it was on um um Barbara Walters or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I I actually bought the first print of her book back uh when it when it was released. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and she she right. brought up some good points then on how especially when it came to dealing with matters of of like the child support system yeah and the strain it puts on the relationship between the black man and the black woman. Oh yeah and and those things still exist. Hell I've experienced some of it. Right. You you know and I look back I'm like damn you you know?
0: Yeah. And, and, and it's, yeah and the it's whole like, welfare thing the whole welfare thing and, and yeah. it started like a, in the late sixties on that but the man cannot be in the household without you getting a welfare check. Yeah. So you know, you heard people like, you know, Kevin Samuels and other uh, guys like Fresh and Fit Podcast and all of that saying that, you know, wh- black women had actually turning back on a black man mm-hmm. just to get that welfare check. So the question is going forward is are men men are whole accountable in society no matter what we do. We have con- accountable we cannot hold women accountable as men because sooner we say something we get all this backlash so it was going to have to take the woman the traditional woman holding the modern woman responsible and having this conversation on how we get back to traditional ways and also staying getting married again cuz one out of four black women get married so that's a lot of women down alone, man.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll say this: I think we do we do have some women that are voicing their opinions. Like what was it about two weeks ago? Even though it's not this situation isn't pertaining to relationships, but she's at least voicing her her opinion on how she sees her her fellow sisters conducting themselves or carrying themselves out there. And I'm referring to Monique in her comment. About black women wearing these hair bonnets um, right. out outside the house. It's it's not like you're just going down the block to the bodega to get that loaf of bread and some milk. But you you traveling, going to Atlanta Airport, walking around in your head looking like a bag of Jiffy Pop. <laughs> you know I see I see sisters when when I'm commuting up in Penn Station, and they th- think it's cute and it's not. I, I would rather, honestly, I would rather see see a woman wear a nice, nicely styled head wrap. Being that these bonnets are supposed to be protecting their hairstyles or whatever, I would rather see a nice head wrap than to see one of these baggy, Halloween-colored-looking bonnets. Right. You you know, and yeah. Monique got so much backlash
0: over it, even from black
1: men. Yeah, yeah, that's what. And I and I'm like when I saw the wave of men. Oh, we support bonnets, and they're wearing bonnets as well. I'm like, really, brother? Serious? (laughs) You throwing a bonnet on? I I, I'm like that. Just mm -mm. that that that's another topic. But
0: (laughs) But, but my uncle said black women are the only women that actually fight fight give you give you a fight for a bonnet for wearing a bonnet. Yeah i mean it's it's ridiculous, it's like back in the day it wasn't like that it, it, when I was growing it, up, yo my mother did not walk out the house with no damn bonnet or had no shower cap, nothing like that nope. she, either she had a scarf on she she put on a, a shirt some jeans, or some sneakers if she was getting her her, her nails and her feet done, she would actually take some slippers with her, so when she get them done, she could put on her damn slippers. Because soon as anybody, any female coming out of my gram- grandmother's house, my grandmother would check them. Oh, you're not going outside looking like that. You're not going outside with no damn shower cap on. You're not going outside with no damn bodice on. And bodice is not new. Bodice has been around for years. No. So she she would actually check them. You're not going outside looking like that. Why? Because you're a representation of your family.
1: Exactly.
0: You ain't going outside looking no goddamn crazy like you ain't got no goddamn sense Wearing pajamas outside With Crocs mm-hmm. You know Wearing all, this, all these Ripped up t-shirt Ripped up, ripped up jeans Like it wouldn't happen to the days When you just put on a white t-shirt Some sweatpants And some sneakers And go outside And put on a, a head scoff If you you was going to get your hair done Or something like that
1: yeah, and, and it's like it Part of it's sending a message like Oh Accept except me look, looking like this all busted But I want you to be to be dressed up, want they want the guy wearing the Jordans or, or you know, smelling like Creed cologne and all this that and the other. I'm like, nah, sis, but not not for nothing. It, it's almost. I would say it's almost like the equivalent, how back in the day it was like a thing with guys wearing wearing the the sloppy do rags all the time.
0: Oh yeah, I remember
1: those. Yeah, it was almost It's almost the equivalent with that, but. I, I would say, I, I know back when I had my hair low cut, mm. my mother wouldn't let me go out like that. Not even my father, they'd give me that look like, boy, you, <laughs> you better act like you
0: got some sense. On to hat or
1: something. You, you, know?
0: <laughs> you,
1: you know, and the only and then out in, in the open, the only time I saw brothers around my way like that, they were either on their way to work or coming from work. All right. Cause they they might have had manual labor jobs or something like that, right. but they weren't just dressing like that to say, "Oh, this is a fashion statement." Right. Because as soon as you take that thing off, now you got like this two-inch permanent ring going around your damn head. Exactly. <laughs> you got that halo effect going it's,
0: on. Especially in the early two thousands, like we used to wear, you know, um, do rags part of our gear, like our yeah, outfits. Yeah. Like we, it's yeah. fresh. Like if you, if you, if you, if you was wearing the you know, the Valal of baby blue powder suit with the mm-hmm. white Nikes with the white uptowns. You know, you had you had to get yourself a blue like a um uh what you call it? You you gotta have the the white t shirt to go with it. Yeah. You know, you had to have the Durag, the the uh, sky blue do rag. And then you then you had to, either you gotta fit it, the big ass fit it, mm-hmm. back hats with it. Yeah, and you had to have yeah. the bag of jeans.
1: Yeah, e- even then, you br- brothers had to stay crisp. <laughs> <laughs> From then even to today, brothers, when we step out, we gotta stay crisp. Yes, but a lot. But a lot of women, you get some, they just they they, they kind of horrible, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sad to say, it's horrible. But, but also, we gotta hold our younger brothers to task as well, because if they're accepting this they're setting the groundwork for it to continue. Oh yeah. So we gotta hold our, our brothers, we gotta hold ourselves accountable to a degree as well. Oh, yeah. Because if the men, just, just like the one expecting her ex to keep paying for, for the loft in the car for another three months, mm-hmm. because he's been doing it for for the past, say, six months since they broke up. Granted, it's, it's wrong, but he's also a contributor to that situation. So, like the, that shit. yeah, so the men out here, it's like, we got to be like, you know what? Really have to be clear about what you want to accept and, and not. Because you, you want a female to be a certain way, conduct themselves a certain way. Stop accepting hood booger mentality.
0: Exactly. Especially on damn eyelashes.
1: Oh, <laughs> I mean, the extensions, when done tastefully, it can, it can, Make it look, can good. Make it look good. It can look good. No, you but i i've seen some honestly i was ordering some food uh, the other day mm. female honestly had to lean back a little bit to read the freaking menu because her <laughs> eye, her eyelashes were thicker than freaking snuffalocaus <laughs> it looked like she had just two caterpillars just landed on her face like, <laughs> oh, I was like man. and then she kind of walked past me trying to switch looking cute <laughs> nah you ain't betty boop out
0: here no nah. exactly like right. Joe pressure got something to say about that oh mm. that get I mean, the fuck talking. out of here what warming up get out of here a... get I that mean, shit when, it's, when it's done
1: when it's done tastefully it looks good yeah even but when get, it's done yeah. in excess no the same thing like all of a sudden we got women coming back in droves from <laughs> getting Brazilian butt lifts
0: done oh man when and i just another pictures, conversation
1: when I saw the pictures, I'm thinking it was a hospital ward. But no, it was Atlanta <laughs> airport. <laughs> We're talking some 20 plus, uh, 20 plus uh, black and Hispanic women in wheelchairs waiting on assistance to disembark because they all just came back from DR getting Brazilian butt lifts. What the hell?
0: Man, let, me ask you, man, let me ask you a question for men and man. Mm. Is that shit attractive to you? I mean, because as a man, you could tell from natural curves like that mm-hmm. and and um, a woman getting plastic surgery. But, you know, I know some men that, that, that does like it, but I know majority of men that I know that that shit does not look good.
1: No, it, it's I say on the ones where where it's done in proportion to their to their body,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, it looks nice. It can be a nice enhancement. But the ones with that just go for size mm. over aesthetic, mm. though, that's when it, it looks, it, it just looks like a mess, man. The, the freaking butt cheeks look like a punching bag that, <laughs> with freaking uh, duct tape on it. But, when, but I, I, I'm not going to lie, when it's done tastefully and it's in proportion to, to their figure, yeah. it's a nice look. It honestly is. And not all women need to go that route. Right. Some may feel they need to, because they went to the gym, they've been doing the lunges, the squats, and they're still not getting that that enhanced look. Yeah, I, I get it. but when the ones that go overboard and it gets excessive and they just want to go for size, size yeah. instead of actual proportions, then, then it turns into a hot mess. And, and not to say when they go through complications with it, you know, because I personally know someone that went that route and regret that she that she did it you you know she didn't get the butt lift but she had some body work done like lipo and a breast lift right and she regrets that she went through it
0: mm. you
1: you know you know a lot of women
0: Is i see that, that get like uh, the the plastic surgery and everything you know they they do that you no, know, because they're not dating that much, not they're not attracting a lot of men or whatever. So when they do get these plastic surgeries, it's like they still wind up single. Mm. So that it is a question: like, is it really worth it? You know, <laughs> or I mean, it, or it could be just your personality
1: alone. I mean, you know, then it becomes the argument of, oh, I'm doing it just for me, blah blah blah, self-esteem. Yeah, that's bullshit. And it could be true. <laughs> but oh, well.
0: that
1: that's like, you know, summertime is here, people are wearing less, it's sundress season. You, you can have that attractive female walk down the block. And brothers gonna look, especially if she got has a nice figure on her. Brothers will look and she'll suck her teeth at it. And that <clears> happened to <throat> me one day and all I was all I did was like, Oh, you look nice, sis. And she's gonna give me the, the the whole turkey neck movement, like <laughs> and, and all I said, I was like, you know what? All it was was a compliment. I'm not trying to undress you with my eyes or nothing. But don't act upset just because I gave this man gave you a respectful compliment. You're just upset because it's not the man you wanted to
0: compliment you. Wow. There's a difference in Should that. drop a bomb on that one. Drop a saucy ball with that one. It's not you know. the right man you wanted to compliment from.
1: Yeah, because and I get it. I may not be her type. You know, I could be too skinny, too dark, too much hair.
0: Too something. There's yeah, always something, something with these women. That too I, I something.
1: Get, you know, I get it. I'm not mad at that. But it's no need to get salty at me when I'm being respectful. Exactly. say thank you. you. Yeah, you, you know, and, and I get we all dress a certain way because, you know, we want to be presentable and depending on the intent, of being out in, in society, some may be trying to dress a certain way to attract the opposite sex. Men, we do it a lot with material possessions. It could be uh jewelry, it could be the cologne. The Gucci belts. Yeah, the the belts, the cars with the rims. Like mm. you can have a brother out here with a five thousand dollar Honda Civic, but yet got rims on it that cost eight eight <laughs> K. Mm,
3: right. <laughs> you know,
1: just just for that visual appeal. Right. I, I get it. It's it's like what they call peacocking. Mm. You you know when you look at peacocks, the male peacocks they they have these big beautiful tail feathers mm. to attract to attract the mate. Right. Same kind of the same thing with lions in their manes. You you know. Right. It, it's it's a thing, but don't get upset when just because a brother pays attention and being let's say being respectful with the attention. And just because he's not the one you trying to hook, gonna cop an attitude about it. You, right. you know.
3: Absolutely. Or
1: you get you could could get the the woman, she got the very low-cut cleavage. She can be very busty. And she knows she is. Cause I, I know if I, I've took women shopping, they look at themselves in the mirrors like multiple times in the same damn outfit just to accentuate their curves. So she knows knows the cleavage is out there. But then, if uh, she catches a man's glance, all of a sudden it's an issue, mm-hmm. and usually it tends to be an issue because it's not the man she wanted to have glare at her. Right. Not always. You got some guys out here that are jerks. They they just horn dogs. I right. get that. I'm right. not I'm not gonna not gonna give them a free pass. Right. And and the same could be said said for brothers. Like, oh, I could go to the I could go go down to the corner store. Let me go get a few few groceries. All I got on is a t-shirt and some gray sweats. You know, you know how you you women that that are listening, you know how you get when you see a brother in gray sweats. You always trying to check the crotch print out. Oh yeah, it's the, it, it could be the same the same same thing applies. Same energy applies.
0: You, you know. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So I I forgot what question I was going to ask. <laughs> Um. All right, let's move on. Let's switch gears real quick. Uh, let's get into some politics.
1: Oh, yes
0: sir. Um, the Justice Department sues Georgia over voting restriction laws. Mac Daddy, good. what are your thoughts on this? Good,
1: good. Georgia, they need to tell the other states trying to suppression, uh, crap to take a damn number. because all, <laughs> all it is, it sounds like a bunch of ultra conservative brats that are mm-hmm. upset that they legitimately lost an election. And just because you got a certain amount of the population that still want to feed into the narrative that that uh, Cheddarhead didn't lose, oh, he didn't lose, we, we want to do another recount. I'm like, you wasting taxpayer money. The one thing they always like to champion about mm-hmm. is tax spending unnecessary mm. tax spending. But right now, they're the biggest purveyors of unnecessary tax spending with these unnecessary recounts, even till this day. Thanks. You know, so no, no. no. And, it's, and it's divisive because it's openly trying to target Black and Hispanic communities. Mm-hmm. And they know this, especially in Southern er- areas where you have um, everything could be more rural um, and public access and transit isn't as easy as it could be in uh, urban metropolitan areas. And, right. and not to mention the older, or elders in society in these Southern towns where they, they may not be able to drive because some of them could have, could have been considered legally blind. They mm-hmm. only see properly out of one eye, so they can't legally drive. So now you want to make it harder for them to send their ballot in by mail. And then say if you got got like a group coming in by bus or shuttle, they want to try to make that seem challenging like, oh, it's so many people at one time, we have to do space constraints, can't pass out food or water because the lines are long. And you already, for how many years have we heard stories of voters in places like Florida, uh, Georgia, Alabama, waiting on line for six to eight hours just to cast a ballot? that that's freaking pathetic. Yeah. And they know it is. They they they're really trying to stack the deck in their favor for next time. Because now with having seen the the influx of activity coming from the black community towards voting, it, it, it's something like, "Oh, we can't allow this to happen because it can create a a national shift, especially in Georgia, which once was uh, a, what they call a red state. This last election switched it to blue because of the voter turnout. And that's something that, that they're afraid of. They, and if not suppression, they want to discourage people from being active uh, voting participants. You know, say, oh, you can right. vote. We're not taking the right away. We're just going to create all these ob- obstacles and challenges so that we break your will to want to vote. Mm -hmm. So that way they can wipe their hands and say, oh, we still we still allowed the mechanism to exist. We just created challenges and pitfalls to break their spirit in wanting to vote. You know? No. It's they they need to do they're starting with Georgia, but this is something they need to do throughout any state that's trying to implement this. I know Georgia is one of them, Florida is another. Um, I believe Arizona as well yeah. is trying to go go this route with with voter suppression. Right. You know, and and it's foul. It's definitely foul.
0: It's definitely foul. Like you said, I agree with you 1,000%. Mac uh, targeting um, our communities, the Black Latinos, their records, and, the tinos, the and it, you know, it's it, it comes to a point where. You just have to be you just have to accept the loss. <laughs> yeah. You know, like if that was anybody else raising taxpayer money, the, the Republicans would, would lose the, if that was a Democrat, they would lose their shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, you know, just to get tied up in, the, in this whole political arena. You know, it gets tiring sometimes, man. It's it's like you got, when there's a, a Democratic president, you got the Republicans acting up. They don't want to do anything. So when you have a Republican president, then, oh, it's the a it's the Democrat. They don't want to do anything. It's like, it's a dictatorship, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's not like you are representatives of the people, for the people and by the people. That's what y'all say. That 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 that's the that goes to the Constitution. That y'all like to talk about all the goddamn time when y'all are in interviews and stuff like that, but y'all don't hold up to it. Y'all don't hold up to the, the, the Constitution. You know, it it gets very frustrating when you have these people that are supposed to be representing you in the government that don't want to do shit, mm-hmm. unless you have a check for them.
1: Yeah, yeah and I, and and me, I I get critical of on any political party myself because if they turn around, oh, you guys were given a holiday, personally, the the Juneteenth holiday that just went through. Oh
0: yeah, it's bittersweet to me. Oh, yeah, I agree.
1: You, you know, that, that's bittersweet because, one, at this junction in time and what we're going through, it's one hand, it's nice to, to have been given national recognition for, mm-hmm. what, for what happened or what failed to happen. But then again, in the light of all the violence that's being visited upon black bodies, black and Hispanic bodies, by law enforcement, that, I would say, would be a bigger issue. The holiday can exist at a later point in the year. That's not a problem. All right. But you you mean to tell me making a legislature, protective legislature, for the populace, for a specific populace in your country, takes the back seat? You, you know? And, and the whole thing with Juneteenth, it, it's cool and all, but... Like for those that know or don't know, that didn't free, even with the emancipation, it was pertaining to those uh, recognized states. It didn't mention anything about Indian territories that had yet.
0: Hey, 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 what's up, Social It's your boy Jeff, the owner and host of Social Conversations, and I'm here to tell you about... Our new sponsor for Season 3, Holistic Remedies. Holistic Remedies is a black-owned CBD company that creates natural products to make sure you feel good. Their catalog includes 150 mg CBD healing balm, 25 milligrams CBD honey and engage sticks, and hemp seed body butters, and six extraordinary scents. Each product is handmade with love to relieve eczema, pain, um, arthritis, lupus, general soreness, and many more. Holistic Remedies is giving everybody in Social Nation 10% off. That's right. 10% off on all their products. All you got to do is type in the promo code at the checkout. And the promo code is saucy Again, it's Saucy. Go and support uh, Holistic Remedies. It's a black-owned company. And also, keep supporting Saucy Conversations. We appreciate all the love and support. Thanks love.
1: To be recognized as a state of the union, right? They don't want to talk about the uh, the the Indian territories that also held and um, enslaved uh, blacks, yeah. because some of them, some of us, not all, everybody came from Africa either. So Absolutely. that's another misconception with that. Oh yeah. So it, it's that's so why I'm like eh, bit, bittersweet for me. I, I'm. I'm not one of those people that would turn around and wave, wave a Juneteenth banner like, yeah, yeah, cookouts, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I would use it as a time to reflect, right. learn a little bit more of the history, right. um, which it, it seems like compared to back in the day growing up with, with observances like Black History Month and, and Martin Luther King's Jr., th- those type of observances... In my household, my parents always made sure instead of me just enjoying a day out of school or whatever the case may be, it was always something educational mm. associated with it. It was always something pertaining to, to our culture here. You know, whether it was something from with, within our family mm. or something um, that was part of the greater social narrative of being black in this country, it was always... a uh, something to learn right now is a lot of people uh treat it just as a day off of work or the matter of fact the day before it it was like you know what we're gonna turn up tonight because nobody got to go to work tomorrow so we ain't got to worry about a hangover (laughs) you you know and being celebratory i get it i'm not against that but have some awareness of the bigger uh cause or reason behind some of it
0: right know? right yeah. yeah the whole Jew Tim thing with me is um first it's way overdue mm-hmm. um I agree with you with being a bittersweet and it's like uh, making this a national holiday wh- which is illegal in certain states by the way nobody mm-hmm. pointed that out <laughs> Some states, you know, not not making it legal, but you know, just just thinking about the whole holiday and everything, and the whole concept of it, it's like remember when you was younger, you always expected that uh, grandma birthday card, mm-hmm. and that birthday card you get money.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in this case, you get the grandma a birthday card, but ain't no damn money in it. Yeah. like where's the damn money i get we was free on this day. Well, damn it pay us what you owe yeah
2: because
0: so much of our generation is so backed up you screwed us over with the 40 acres of the mule and all this good stuff listen you owe us america you owe us money i don't care how much i want to slice this up whatever oh you don't have a nationality and all this bullshit listen you owe us money we built this country on our backs. It's time for you people to pay up. And yeah. just to have Biden come on and say that he don't know what June 10th is, I mean, what's the point of signing in? It was the point of signing in the office. Yeah. To make it's, up of you not knowing what June 10th is? Yeah, it's
1: so. Under- <laughs> It's all fluff and lip service, right? And like how you
0: like you you use the majority of the black vote, and you know what June 10th is. Mm-hmm. And this is something that should be in the schools as well, because Black history did not start with us just come on a slave boat. You know, it it goes centuries beyond that. But let's just keep focus on, you know, the United States. You you had. So-called Native Americans here, who the land that you stole from, you killed them, you killed most of them, you put them in you put them in camps. You know, even now, you still even even in the camps they're here now, the reservation and everything, you still trying to get over there and get some of their money. I mean, damn, can you let just slide? Mm-hmm. It's like whatever, what whatever we want, we can't have because it seems like these other people or nations, whatever you want to call them, want to have their hand on it. So when it comes to June tenth, it's like okay, it's a national holiday in certain states, whatever. But where's the money? Mm-hmm. Where's the where's the opportunity? That's what we're saying here. I'm not just yeah. telling you to cut a check. What's where's the what's where's the opportunity here?
1: Yeah, they want to claim that. Oh, we can't calculate that. I'm like, nah, nah. You can calculate all of these rocket ships and <laughs> everything else. You can, you, yeah, you can get some minds together to work on this for oh,
0: Exactly. Um, I mean, um, they they yeah. have the records. They just don't want to do it. They just don't want to do it. Yeah, they have the records of this, especially if they go back to the point where
1: they they openly went through and created legislature mm-hmm. to remove people's ethnicity cuz before just just using let's just say instead of me saying to, saying black as an ethnic umbrella when they were using the word of negro or yeah. even more yeah and then they created legislature to decide who they wanted to fall under what category, even though our people were already here before the the pilgrims arrived. Oh, yeah. And even their their early historians who journaled and created illustrations describe people that look like us, the copper-colored people. Right. And granted, different tribes, the ethnicities of different tribes have different physical features, some Mm -hmm. of which... Uh, do look like the let's just say the the mainstream native american that has been presented in in uh, media as we know it today right some do have that appearance yeah but then but many all. more mm-hmm. not not all dark many many more look like us absolutely those that they they would call black or african american which that itself even i when I first started hearing that back in the day with Jesse Jackson, even I wasn't comfortable with it then. Because right. I was like, I've never been to Africa.
0: You can't be at two places at once. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you can't be African, yeah, African be and be American be, oh, at the same
1: time. Yeah, I'd be like, oh. that's I, not a nationality. Mm. It, you, know,
0: so, yeah, it, you know, with me, look, looking at my family history and everything, I have uh, Native blood as well. And you know, looking at uh, certain pictures that uh, certain pictures of my great grandfather, he was darker skinned and he he was also he was also a mixed breed because he um, his mother was also Native American as well, and they looked the dark darker skinned and that the same tradition. If here's the here's the, the the bigger picture, if I could go back, if my family uh, actually settled in Georgia during the whole slave trade. Everything come off the boat. They was in Georgia, right, Savannah, Georgia so if I could go to Savannah Georgia right if I could go to whatever the historians of that of that uh country or I mean of that state or whatever right and we could find from uh first the first person actually come off the boats from multiplying to all the to his wife to his children and stuff like that if I could if I if we could go back and find that then what's the issue with the whole calculation of you coming up with a number to pay for us? If you you have you have the resources, you just hit it you just hit it from us from years. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's like what come as being a black man in a so called country. It's like I'm sick and tired of excuses, man. Because you, because you gave the Jews Jewish excuse me you give the Jewish people their money. Who actually funded the transatlantic slave trade? I, I ain't with the starship, but that's the way it is. That's a fact. If you read the books, the Nation of Islam actually presented the, the secret relationship between blacks and Jews. Part one and part two, they, they tell you you have Jewish rabbis actually admitting of having a hand in the transatlantic slave trade, funding the boats okay. from South Africa all the way to here to Americas.
1: Just like in conjunction with the Jesuits mm-hmm. and the Catholic Church of the time.
0: Right. You know. Yeah. So today they they have these records. Like these, This stuff is not lost. If these records are lost, why you got all these DNA, you know, companies to figure out what you come from, which is not legit 100%. But you got this Ancestry.com and all that bullshit. You have the records. You had the you had the records before my family asked for them. We didn't have we didn't we heard we heard some of the stories, but we didn't have the exact stories of it, and, and exact uh uh books that the slave master actually kept with the slaves' names on it, how much it cost for them to pay for them. Y'all have this information, we don't. So saying that y'all don't have this this information is bullshit. But I have to pay $15 to $20 a month To find out my own family history mm-hmm. With the documents Y'all had in the first fucking place That we didn't have We just have certain stories And certain traditions that we have So all this nonsense Talking about y'all don't have y- Y'all have no idea We can't calculate how much y'all fucking owe Bullshit mm-hmm. Y'all know the exact number y'all owe us Hey,
1: Look Look at what They resurfaced uh, with Georgetown University. Back in the day, they they participated in, in um, the slave industry as well.
0: Oh, yeah. All these banks.
1: Yeah. Bank of America was one. And their their original founding company, they insured slave ships. Right. So, yeah.
0: The banks that we actually put our actually paychecks in, savings in, had something to do with our damn the slave trade. Well, us making money off our backs doing slavery. The same exact paychecks we put in these banks, these banks had something to do with us making fortune off our backs. And you mean to tell me they can't come up with the money to actually pay for what, what they owe? <sighs> mm. It's just frustrating. indeed this is a slap in the face it is it's a slap in the face
2: Mm
0: -hmm. all right uh biden aims to (laughs) bolster police departments as homicide increases so matt what i want to ask you on this question is you know as we see homicide increase in the city here in new york city or, or just over the world how much of the whole COVID pandemic has to play a part in this
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. So I, I would say maybe the social atmosphere the, that's been brought on by going through this pandemic, you have a lot of people under stress, uh, especially whenever un- unemployment rates go up. You have certain crimes that also increase, be it petty crime or violent crimes tend to increase because you got people that that are struggling out here, going going without, and that's not to justify any criminal acts, but it, it's just that odd correlation between the two. Mm. Uh, now bolstering police departments, uh, I'm personally I'm wondering how if it's like saying, oh, let's just funnel more money. I'm like, yeah, that's like just throwing more dry wood onto a current fire, that's already causing issues. You know, if we, if we already are dealing with community relations with law enforcement, where many don't feel as if they can trust them, when, when a police officer shows up for assistance, you don't know if you're going to be helped or if you're going to wind up being a statistic in a body bag. Mm-hmm. And there have been incidents where you got uh, people that actually called 911 and they wind up being the victims of the police aggression. Even though they're the ones that actually made the call, right? So, you know, if anything, with these police departments, did as far as gear and arms, from what I've seen, I have some friends that are in law enforcement. I haven't spoke to them directly on this to get their opinions, but it seems like they're they're already at the at the verge of being more of a paramilitary force than you you know, like a, a civil a civil peacekeeping force.
0: Right. So I would
1: say we we need to see something that can support police departments and community relations. Have some more community oversight. Um, give them training as well, because I'm I'm pretty sure just like our our enlisted uh, men and women in the military. They go through certain degrees of traumatic experiences when they're when they're in conflict zones. You, I'm pretty sure we have some police officers that might have similar, if not the exact same mental trauma that right. they deal with on a day-to-day basis. And, and some may need to know how to emotionally manage that. They, they may need therapy or coaching towards emotional intelligence. Uh, Officers that can actually they're they're tactful enough to know how to verbally de-escalate a situation. Not always walk in with your chest puffed out just because you've been bench bench pressing 350 pounds, you've been going to your jujitsu classes and you haven't done a chokehold in two weeks and you want to test your skills out on somebody that could be autistic. They don't need aggression, they need someone that can actually calm them down because their their senses don't see the world as everybody else's do, does. They're already scared. They're in a, they're already in a fight or flight mode. You, you know, so we I think we need a little bit more of that and let and less cowboys out in the street. And that's not to to say any of any of our men and women in blue to discount any of the ones that that do go about things with an open mindset that do actively seek to understand and de-escalate. But far too many times when we turn on the news, it seems like they're they're the hidden few that are seldom spoken of. We we hear too much about the ones that are using excessive force that are actually, in in some cases, uh, encroaching upon people's civil rights. You know, and it shouldn't be where we have lawyers that to be a lawyer, they effectively may go through college for, say, four to six years and then still have to study to pass a bar exam to practice law. But then we have police officers that by the time they finish their basic training, say, six, eight months, whatever time frame is, they're giving a taser, a firearm, a uniform and a shield. And then it's like, here you go, go go out here and uphold the law, even though they may not fully understand the full extent of the law and a person's civil rights that they're supposed to be protecting. But here, go out here and do this job. You know, so the system may be taking these recruits and not having them adequately prepared to serve the public as they're intended to.
0: And that's my right. opinion on it. Um I, I do I do think excuse my fix adjusting my mic real quick. So I do I do um ag- agree with you um one hundred percent. Um I think the homicide increases it. I, I think COVID has a lot to do with it. Just just to see the exact behavior. That's been going on. If you look at baseball games, you see actually fixed fights going on in the crowd. <laughs> mm. You know, um, shootings, robbery. And I think the, the pandemic has a lot to do with this. Um, when it comes to the police department. Um, I know some good police officers just to get out of that way, just to get that out the way. Because that's the first tactic that they like to use. You know, there are some good cops out there. Agree 100%. I know a few. The issue is, is that the traditional police officers, as we know as today, is not relevant during this time. Something has to change. You mentioned training. It could be training. It could be community. Well, it, it all depends on the, the police departments and then the union and all that. Because you you have to, th- first of all, they have to acknowledge that there's something wrong. M- most of the time you see them on, whether was a, a shooting or whether it's on a black man or something, like, none of them like to admit that, is, that the actual system that is actually going on in the police department, most of the time they don't like to admit that it's wrong. They like to they, they like to push it back on us like it's us that we're that we're the issue here. You have to, if, if something is not working, if something that's been going on since nineteen if you have a certain, you know, training you have from nineteen twenty, and it's two thousand twenty one. You can make some adjustments. You can make things better in your training or thoughts when it comes to civilians and stuff like that. Not so long ago, we we talked about on this episode of them actually having a a mental health expert riding along with them in the police cars. And I'm not sure that they actually grant that as, you know, that's the way to go forward, but it's a good idea. But the question is, are you going to do it? Especially in the last couple of years, we've been having all these mental health cases. When police officers come on the scene, they shoot first and ask questions last. And you got the actual family telling you that this person is such and such. Please do not pull out your gun. Please don't shoot because you're going to enhance the issue. What do we see the police officers do? We don't care about what you say you the mother of the child. We don't, have the, we don't care with you, you the father of the child. We don't care what you have to say. The kid with the issue, the adult with the issue, with the mental health issue, pulls out something. He gets shot with deadly force. There's something wrong with the training. But it has, it's all up to the police department. We as community say, hey, this is what's wrong. This is what we see What you guys is doing. Something has to change. We just bring this to the table So whatever's on the table that the police department The police union don't want to actually uh, Admit that this is actually wrong with them Then nothing could be fixed We're going to keep having the same issue Going forward You have to care And, and, when, and when it comes to You know the whole pandemic issue it, I'm just talking about this mainly the government The government all these damn Fauci emails and, and stuff like that saying that this is the man-made thing the only I don't care about none of that emails and shit like that the main focus is about how many people have died because of this whole COVID situation whether it's man-made or not that's the only thing I care about a lot of people had died a lot of people in my family has died over this COVID situation because y'all didn't want to keep it real with the public Making up shit, not telling the truth, Doctor Fauci. The way the people are listen, you you can't, you have destroyed everything about society. When it comes to even like dating, it's like date like you, <laughs> you can't you can't even talk to a, a woman or a man like that anymore. It, it's it's you even having like this, this conversation is like, you. we usually see some person that you actually know, you, you give them a pound, you give them a hug. People are scared scared to get pounds of hugs. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> you know, it, it it is so mind-blowing how things have changed, and the way it has changed is during this whole pandemic because people don't know how to act. People don't know where they're coming and going. And that's the fact that, that most of them Have been home for a long time Just working from home They don't know how to interact When they actually come out in the public And we're just talking about basic stuff We're not just talking about this Technology and stuff like that We're talking about this basic social skills Common sense Just being in the house so long These people don't know what to do When it comes to having a conversation and stuff like that Actually getting done socially So when it comes to the government Supporting Do not defund the police Listen Whoever agrees to defund the police Are the ones who who Don't agree to defund the police That ain't the main issue I don't care about none of that What I do care about Is how are we going to fix society? Since society is so fucked up since pan- this whole pandemic happened. People can't even send out a damn baseball game. People actually rooting for another team that you actually don't like. You can't agree on actually not liking that other team. But as soon as somebody says something about your other team, you want to punch somebody in the goddamn face. Your patience is very short because you've been locked out You've been locked in the house so long For a damn year You don't know how to act in public At a damn baseball game Mm. And now you open up all these arenas Football about to start (laughs) We just had the NBA playoffs We have the NBA playoffs going right now You got people Don't shit in the stands Don't Don't shit on the floor Cursing people out people don't know how to act nowadays because they've been locked up in their homes for a year. Yeah. And and if you want to do something, if the government wants to do something for police officers, and you want to do something for society, the people who you actually serve is therapy has to be mandated. And every Work environment, especially when you talk about everybody getting back to normal and going to work Monday through Friday, because there's going to be situations I can guarantee you're going to have employees cursing their managers out, cursing their bosses out, <laughs> the, bo- <laughs> the bosses c- cursing out the employees because the short, the short fuse that they have and the patience that they have. They don't want to deal with it, man. Yeah. They don't know how to act. Sorry, well, I'm not long rant, man. No,
1: no, nah, nah, that's that's sorry. Right. I, I would say one thing in regards to policing. I don't know if you've seen this video floating around on YouTube. There were two police officers, friends, that were vacationing in New York, mm. and there was a fight breaking out on the subway train, and they were able to de-escalate the fight. And subdue um, the guy that, that started everything. And they did all of this with no weapons. Um, there was no bloodshed. Nobody was injured. And, and the guy that, you know, that was being restrained, he did pull that, oh, I can't breathe, can't breathe routine. And, and the officer, he, just, he had a very calm voice. He was like, oh, you can't breathe? Do you have asthma? Are you okay? Do you have some family you want us to call for you? And soon as he approached him with with that type of tone and energy, and he didn't have his neck on, you know, his knee on his back or anything. It was a it was a very gentle restraint uh, restraint hole, uh-huh. face down a restraint hole on on the ground. The the suspect mm. replied calmly. Like even that aggressive energy he had just went away, because he was being spoken to as if he was an actual person. Mm.
0: It goes a long way.
1: Yeah, so now you have two officers, I believe they were from Denmark, that they can approach policing in that type of manner, de-escalate with no weaponry, no injuries to any party involved, while they waited for NYPD to come in. But yet, there's times where we have countries making requests to send... NYPD or PD from like Chicago or LA out to these other countries to go to, to go teach them how to be skull crushers. You you know, like the U S seems to have the highest rate of police shootings compared to so many other countries per year.
0: Right.
1: You know, like in Japan, if I'm not mistaken, Japanese police, um, Street patrol—they don't commonly carry sidearms. They might be highly trained in, in open-hand combat right. and jujitsu and stuff like that, but they don't. Open, but most of them may not openly carry sidearms unless it's for special tactics.
2: Right.
1: But here it, it's like this: some go about it with this bravado, you you know, and that that might be the thing—the mentality behind policing here in the U.S. that really needs to change and their approach and in interacting with uh, other civilians, that not, not everybody is a suspect until proven otherwise. It can be actually somebody that's in danger and they're scared, their adrenaline level is up and they need help and assistance. You know? So it's like the perception, um, especially within the Black and Hispanic community, uh, and with our youth, you know, you see videos out here. They're treating our our young girls that are only 13 and 14 years old at, at a pool party, dragging them to the ground in an arm bar like it's a freaking uh, WWE championship match. And the poor girl's shoulder gets dislocated by a guy that's almost two or three times her size. But yet he's acting afraid for his life of a 13-year-old girl. Mean because she's black. Yep. That that you you know. They they felt they
0: felt they felt like they had the obligation to do whatever they want they fucking want when it comes to us. Yeah. And and we, we we sit back and choose not to do anything because because we're so afraid of becoming the next R.I.P. t shirt. Out of all the movements we had In in our community Whether it's the Pan-Africanism Whether it's the Nation of Islam Whether it's the Black Panthers Yes They didn't work out But In these Movements There are some things that actually did work for us So why not Take the things that we That actually work for us doing These moments and Actually coming Together as a people like look We had all these movements In this country Let's pick out for what works For us And throw Out what didn't work for us Now you just mentioned the uh, the young girls at a, a barbecue or a, a pool party or whatever getting drugged. If that young woman was Huey P. Newton's cousin, that shit would never wa- slide like that. If she was related to a, a, a National Islam member, that shit would never happen like that. I understand that there is a fair tactic that our enemy likes to use against us that makes us act out in a in a when it has when we have a situation like this. But something has to our, be, our behavior has to change when it comes to something like this to let them know that this is not acceptable. I'm not saying there's play a gun and then shoot the the damn police officer. The, the question is, what would Hugh P. Newton do in this situation? Mm. What would the Malcolm X do in this situation? They would be, te- be protecting our young woman when it comes to a situation like this. So, we just have to figure out and take certain things that actually work for us and what didn't reflect? because this is a a, this is a first to start with us this is this is a community issue i don't i don't remember what the police was called for but at the end of the day that young black woman should not be drugged on the ground like that his ass should be drugged on the ground like that or pushed off or something like that hey you want you want to arrest me for pushing you for actually putting my cousin in a damn chokehold hell arrest my ass but at least my cousin's alive yeah. arrest my ass because yeah. if that was my if that was my little sister my cousins or whatever like that and, pull, and we had a pool party and whatever escalated and you have police officer dragging my my little my Dragging any one of my sisters or my mother or anything like that, that shit would never go down. Mm-hmm. So they would have to arrest, that officer would have to arrest me. First of all, call for backup. And then arrest my ass. Because if you have any one of my female family members in the chokehold or being a joke on the ground, best believe you'll be tackled on the ground and being helped.
1: If I think if they sometimes some of the changes may need to happen on a legislative level, level yeah, they need to perhaps either limit the amount of, uh, of this uh, immunity, this implied immunity that some officers uh, tend to like exercising. And also, I I have a theory that pretty much in the same way how medical professionals, uh, doctors need to have malpractice insurance. If they start doing the same thing for law enforcement, where they need to have, say, like, say, excessive force insurance. And for those that perpetually violate the terms of that insurance policy by using an undue an excessive force that could be, that can lead to severe injury and or death of a suspect or innocent civilians. These insurance companies, it's going to become expensive too expensive to keep doing this crap. You, you know, because right. when, when they talk about redistributing the pain, they don't mean just physically, it's financially. Right. You, you know,
0: and, and this this whole phone pulling out your phone and recording. situation has to stop as well. You know, I mean, I mean, well, at least one person can record it. But there's ten men on the scene, and all ten men has to record the damn situation that's going on. Yeah. What else? Yeah. <laughs> what else?
1: Because yeah, I think look at the young girl that recorded the uh, the George Floyd situation. If it wasn't for the footage they, they acquired, then they, I don't think the case would have went the way that it would. I agree. Gr- granted, 20, 22 and a half years for, for murder, and you were a police officer, so dereliction of duty and all of that other stuff combined, that, it, and up for parole in 15, I don't know. That feels a little bit light to me. You know, I'm not a legal profession. That sounds, that just sounds a little bit light because let you or I do something like that with intent, with similar intent. Oh, yeah. And life or no parole. Yeah, we might be looking at life. Yeah, we're no parole. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: we, and, you know, when, when it comes to the whole, you know, system like that, like, s- some people are naive about there are different ways. How the system deals with us And how the system deals with White people I mean let's, let's just keep it real I mean the, the people that actually saying That you know th- That are denying that There's no difference are naive Or they Actually don't want to admit it That's all it is So it's, it's either one Because everybody knows there's a different when, you a, when, you had, when you're being stopped By the police and you're a black man right and that police officer is white or whatever i don't care with any color police officers because i have been in situations with police officers that have not been white that gave me hell but when you're a black person on the other end of this on other than the fence, being stopped by the police there are certain ways how they deal with you than actually deal with a white person my age a white man my age or in general and some people don't want to acknowledge that. It's just the way it is. How many times we got to tell our story about when it comes to police? Every black man has a story when it comes to police. But it's just a figure out of imagination that we just, all of us just have the same stories with police. Even at a young age, my first encounter with police when I was like 11 or 12 years old is going to the store getting a sandwich. Saying that I, I fit the description of something. Mm-hmm. Putting 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 my actually me to put my hand on top of the hood of the car. And everybody knows. If you put your hand on top of the hood of the car, it's hot. And I had a police officer tell me if you was to move your hand on top of that hill, I'll I'll put a bullet in You can't make this shit up. I had a police officer tell me what I had a I've been um it was just one of the um what do you call it? Um, what do you call it? when they, when they search you for no reason? I forgot the name of it. Uh, profile. St- pro- yeah, uh stop what, what is it, called it? What yeah. Is it. Stop and first. Stop and first. It's stopping first situation. Right? Police stopped me. I was walking. They put me against the wall. They searched me. I had a Pepsi bottle in my right pocket. He was like, What is this? I like, it's a Pepsi bottle. It's not, yeah, it's not a weapon, sir. It's a Pepsi bottle. You're like, well, well, when it comes to your people, you can use a weapon as anything. <laughs> a Pepsi bottle. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this different. We, we had actually police officers actually testify in court saying the whole stop and frisk thing was to target African-Americans and uh, Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't natural news. So we have to acknowledge here that There's a different way How law enforcement deals with us Or society deals with us Than to actually do with actually white folks That's why we call a white privilege Yeah Yeah
1: That's like like with Just a segue Into another topic With Biden's little outline To reduce gun violence That whole thing It's like trying to focus on the community. Right. Okay. Honorable cause. But why not think about the manufacturers? Is well. mm. you know, you got in, in our communities, I, I don't know too many gun builders. Right. You you know, we're not building these guns.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So go back to you know, go back to, to where they're coming from. If these people, if they're not tracking them down, they got Missing shipments that fell off the back of the truck, however the case may be, that's something to question you you know don't yeah. always just think, oh we'll, we'll just focus on the people right right now, not the actual manufacturer no nah,
0: nah, man. that's yeesh. when it, when it comes to the whole yeah. gun violence thing um I have not seen. Any any gun shop shops, in 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 my community. But I know I could go to the nearest drug dealer on the corner and ask them, "Can't get me a gun? Mm-hmm. How much you How much you willing to pay? Three hundred. I could get you a gun for three hundred dollars. Where is he getting the damn gun from? Okay. You 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 have these you have these gun owners. Who trying to make side money? Giving these, giving these guns To these, these Dealers or whatever who want to buy a gun for them Scratching off serial numbers mm-hmm. And serve them in our community they, they want to talk about the whole Chicago situation You should not have a Uzi There, was, there, should, there should be no Uzis in our community Where you get the damn Uzi from AK-47s why our little brothers walking around with AK 47s? Where are they getting these guns from? They're not just going and buying them, they're getting them from somewhere because they don't even have a license. So, how are they going to be able to purchase a gun to get an AK 47? Getting all these damn rifles. they getting it from somewhere? Why? Well, that's never a question when, when, when it comes to this controlled media.
1: Yeah, it's like they're, they're focusing more on the endpoint and not so much the pipeline as to how it's getting in our neighborhoods.
0: You know? yeah, they're, just, they're just looking to put more people in jail. More of our people in jail. Because it's a business. And if you don't have a certain amount of prisoners in jail, the jail doesn't get paid.
1: Yeah. That was a few years ago. Um, one of the large larger private prisons in the state of New Jersey where they were looking to potentially sue the state because the incarceration rate was constantly dropping year over year. And they wanted to sue the state of New Jersey because they weren't providing them with the uh, required number of inmates per contract. So they were trying to treat it as a breach of contract because the rate of incarceration was going down. Right. So I'm like, so, all right, if that's the case, the way I read into that, so the powers that be that are behind these contracts, presenting it to the state government, they're already trying to say, we, we can offer this service, but give us so many worn bodies to facilitate it. Once you drop below that, that's going to be breach of contract. <clears throat> so find a, So find a way to keep the machine going. And what do and and that's when the whole thing of the the school to prison pipeline came to the forefront. Something people thought was an urban myth, until they actually looked at it and saw the reality of it. You know, trying to set our youth up for failure. Right. Even the good ones that that they they're not the ones that are, that have that mentality. Like yeah, you know, they're gonna be the knucklehead on the block. Right. Just taking potential from our youth and say, you know what, let's target him. Let's pressure him. Let's pressure their family to make it sound like juvenile detention is the place for them. It's the best thing for them. That way we can fulfill our quota and, and the contract is good. Everybody's happy. Right. You, you know, it's, and this is stuff that the black and Hispanic community have been dealing with for generations um, and it's like now some of it's coming a little bit more to the forefront, um, partially due to advents in technology and social media, the word of it can, has a wider reach now than it has back in, say, like the seventies and eighties, right? So it's like the whole system needs to, like a fish needs to be gutted and disemboweled before before you can even have something clean and fair again. And it, it shouldn't have to be that. Oh yeah. I mean it,
0: it rots from the, a face rots from the heads up. Mm-hmm. Detail, yeah. <laughs> indeed. indeed. Exactly, exactly, Um next subject. Uh Defense Secretary backs charges to military law on sexual assault. What is your thoughts on that, Matt? Um it's something we overdo. Oh yeah.
1: Um because what there's, and there's probably more, but you have at least two. I think cases. I don't know. I've, I haven't heard if they were ever resolved or progressed upon. Um, consequently enough, they involve uh, a black woman and a Hispanic woman um, that were both sexually assaulted and um, and and killed, right. either um, killed or uh, suicide. So it's something that definitely needs some some type of reform, you know. And military courts uh, understand it. Maybe it's a different machine of a different nature. Right. But when a family has their son or their daughter enlist in the military to serve their country, and then they become the victim of violence by... Say one of their own, that's enlisted with them, and is and is treated like a cover-up, like oh, it's just you know just collateral damage, ca- you know casualty of the job. It's a it's a risk. No family wants to accept that. You know I can't imagine what the aunts, the mothers, fathers, and the uncles, could be going through, when they hear about their their loved one, being beaten, raped. The body mutilated and burned and traces of like lighter fluid and other chemicals are on them but then it's written off as a suicide All right like who commits suicide by fracturing their skull strangling themselves and then deciding say hey that's not enough let me pour lighter fluid and bleach on my crotch and burn everything
0: right that's like, that's like back in the day when, you know, when there was a, a lynching, you know, mm-hmm. what a family would find their son was lynched, and then actually the, um, the local sheriff's office would actually say, oh, he committed suicide.
1: Yeah, even, even now.
0: So he, yeah, so he tied bro- himself up. The, bro- just...
1: <laughs> the brother down in Georgia claimed he committed suicide uh, at a basketball court, but yet they, they say investigations clearly show signs of another vehicle in some form of light struggle that could have happened there, right? And the brother he wasn't small. We're talking about this dude was like six foot plus.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. So
1: I'm like, no. Yeah, I think
0: this thing is way overdue. Like you said, mm-hmm. um, I, have, I have family and friends in the military, and I and I hear different stories that goes on in time that doesn't get out. Um, and and media, uh, nothing like that. Um, like you mentioned, uh, the two um, black and Hispanic um, sisters. Mm. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there are many more cases like that, but you know they like to keep it in house. You know, just like every major company or whatever like that organization, they like to keep it in house and let them deal with it, and then actually give the false um, story of what, what actually happened. But I think this this is a good thing. This is a good step going forward, and we and we need more we need more uh, charges like this. Yeah. All right, um this is the last question of the podcast. Um has something to do with UFOs, man. We got intelligent <laughs> office officials are are set to release and classify UFO reports. Mac Daddy, what is your man. thoughts on this? Do you believe this bullshit? I think right, I'm going start with this. Do you believe in UFOs?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I would I would say yeah. I, I think with everything going on that's in pop culture with the sci fi films and everything. Yeah. And and you know how they say to a certain degree art depicts life. All right. There's things that we can't fully explain. That's been going on for ages. Even you got, like, cave drawings in different continents. Um, and now it's just to the point where maybe they feel like it's something we can't quite keep, keep a bubble, a cap on anymore. Right. You know, especially with the Internet, people, certain things are going to get out there. And how often can they play damage control and say, oh, this didn't happen when you got, like, 1,500 people that saw the exact same thing. Right. At the same moment. And then you get you're hearing reports from Russian pilots, from American pilots, and hearing reports from people in Australia about events that, that seem to defy the laws of physics as we know it. You, you know, so, yeah, and just think that we're the only cognitant beings throughout this big, wide universe. Um, I would say that could could be a bit arrogant to think that, you, right, you know, right. I think there's there's more in existence than what we know. That's for
3: sure.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I believe in UFOs, man. Um, you know, I'm a strong believer in the scriptures. The scriptures actually mention UFOs as well, but it doesn't okay. mention it as ancient aliens mm-hmm. or no, ET and, and nothing like that. Oh. No, those are actually like. You know, it's described in the, in the scripture, those are actually like angels, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so well,
1: especially, especially the book of Enoch. Right, right. You, right. you know, that
0: yeah.
1: wheel of Ezekiel and all the that. The wheel of Ezekiel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So th- it's been talking about for um, for for centuries about you know, what what we call UFOs. So I actually believe in it, man. You know, it, I mean, people had known this for years. We we seen uh, UFO files on TVs and stuff like that. You know, we hear um. People actually testimonies to actually seeing a UFO. Even some stories, some stories um sound believable, but there are a lot of stories that are that sounds extreme. That you know they've been taken, they've been inducted, you know, that you know they've been examined on, they picked not them up their booty and all type of shit like that. You know, you can't believe it, this is the way they describe the story. Like you could tell this is some bullshit. But when you actually hear like people actually saying they saw a UFO or actually, you know. They they saw one in the sky, or they actually were driving, and you know, whatever happened, whatever they try to happen, if they actually saw it, but you know, when it comes to like the interaction stories, I already don't, I already don't believe that much. But if they actually saw it in the sky, something like that, like, okay, I can believe your story, whatever. But when they actually come, you actually having a conversation with the with the damn what the UFO. You, you've been inside the ship. You, they took you on a tour, so you know you, you it, it gets out of hand sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. But if you actually see the, the the actual will, um, in the sky and stuff like that, I believe you on that. But when it comes to like social stories and shit like that, like you had dinner and a movie with them, it it, it gets out of hand It gets too freaky, you know. what I'm saying you can't believe. It. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. That's in the end of social conversations uh, episode twenty six. Man. Uh. I appreciate Mac Daddy I'll yeah, be on the show. Um, give the Social Nation with a fire and everything. Uh, you know I'm around your local bodega, White Castle, whatever. <laughs> Kennedy fried chicken, all you know, that
1: good stuff. Choking, choking my arteries. <laughs> <laughs> nah, oh, no, dude. I'm trying trying to be much healthier. These oh days. yeah, definitely, definitely. But definitely. um, everyone, thank you for turning in listening to us ramble a little bit thank you uh and excuse my voice it's allergy season good thing i'm not sounding like whispers from uh, the movie hoodlum today <laughs> but, Bobby, but i wish everybody Bobby. will indeed right wish it's everybody time, well Bobby. get out there enjoy the sunshine finesse life love your family your friends um just be well stay sa- safe and healthy out there
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, shout out to dad. Shout out to Monique. Uh It can't be here today, but shout out to them. Um, shout out to my um, sponsors. Click a vodka. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Extra Remedies. Um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're gonna be relaunching our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe. We're gonna be doing um, next season. We're gonna be starting doing like live streaming and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a lot of requests. Oh, we want to see you guys. So you know. You know, during the whole COVID situation uh, we actually just stuck with the audio we can't go to the studio studio that we actually go to maybe might be back in the studio but we're not sure yet but live streaming is, is kind of a new thing that everybody's kind of doing you know just staying home and and the comfort at home but actually being on camera so we're going to be working on that a little bit more um shout out to um Teespring as well make sure you go to Teespring uh, get you some official merch Social Conversation merch We got everything We got t-shirts, hoodies We got masks We got even shit for the pets You know We got pet hoodies And all that good stuff So make sure you go to um, com To get some Official podcast merch um, Also um, If you haven't subscribed To our other podcasts Which is saucy Discourse Make sure you go subscribe On YouTube um, Facebook And all streaming platforms That we're on um, Thanks for those Who have been showing love And support um, For Social discourse um, And yeah that's it man That's it we we'll see you on the next one Our anniversary is coming soon uh, We appreciate everybody for tuning in Whether you, you cleaning the house Or whether you in the car driving Whether you're at work listening to the podcast We appreciate the love and support Don't forget if you want to become um, Associate alumni Or just hit us up man If you'd like to be on the show uh, We appreciate um, all walks of life Coming on the show just having a debate they're going to be more interviews in the near future or, or other podcasts as well other entrepreneurs other content creators on the show especially coming up, in our, uh season four so uh just stay tuned and we'll see you on the next one here's michael jackson taking us out we we'll rock with you you <laughs> Dare you, motherfucker? Say what one more goddamn time!